I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. Greetings from Stockholm, Bratislava, and Munich. My name is Henrik. And I'm David, and you're listening to the Check Your Facts podcast, a podcast about journalism and media. And in fact, this is our very first episode, right? Yes, that's absolutely right. Um, well, we did publish a teaser episode recently, but this is our like full-length episode of the Check Your Facts podcast. And our intention is to cover the Brexits and the Trumps and the false news debates of our world. Um, but from an inside perspective, we will dig into the emotions tied to the significant moments and events and uh, we will try to make sense of it all. Yes, and we will focus on uh, media in Europe since we believe that uh, there's already a lot of focus on the US and the UK media. Uh, we are both journalists operating in Europe. Henrik is uh, based in Stockholm, Sweden, and myself in Bratislava, Slovakia. Uh, I mean, we are both passionate really about journalism in general and uh, digital journalism in particular. And we believe that there is room for, for one more great podcast about journalism and media. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, David. <laughs> And we are also both part of the Slack community, Digital Journalism Rocks. And in fact, that's where we first met each other. And that's where this podcast were born. Yes, and that's why we thought, hey, the community's founder should definitely be our first guest. And with that being said, let's welcome to the Check Your Facts podcast, the very first guest. Uh, Lina team. Hello. Hi there. It's um, so cool to hear your first podcast as you met in the group and um, that our group could enable something like this. Yeah. How long has has the community been up and running? Um, I started this project at Easter in last year, so 2016. So we are almost a year out now. And there are now over 850 members of the group, so it's growing pretty fast. And, uh, you know, speaking of Brexit and, and Trump and fake news and whatnot, um, you know, we had some really major events last year when uh, the community was born uh, that had quite the impact on, on the journalism community. Um, and. Now, I wonder, how has Brexit, um, the election of Donald Trump as the 45th uh, president of the United States, and, you know, the fake news debate and all of these other happenings and phenomenons been addressed in the DJR community? So the interesting or funny, almost funny thing is um, that most of the people who are in the group are journalists working in their newsrooms. And so we had uh, some very interesting discussions, um, like the one half of the community was so busy working and covering all these events, also the terror attacks in Europe last year, and the other group who had a day off or just were not in the newsroom at the moment, started um, right after something happened, a meta discussion about um, how the others were doing and what, what formats are out there and um, what everyone else was doing. So uh, it was quite interesting. 
you said that in the the community there are a lot of journalists, and for a second there you sounded like uh, a, a bit surprised. Uh, did 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 you not think there will be a lot of journalists joining the community when you started it? No, of course. Um, I build it for journalists so that they can connect over all the things digital they like and they want to talk about. And um, I'm, I'm not surprised that there are so many in there, but I know that um, there are also some other people working in agencies or in, in other businesses around media who are very interested in the topic. So they're not all journalists, but um, of course, a lot of them are. And that's great because I think we, I started this community because um, I thought we need a place where we can just talk to each other about all these things digital which um, nobody really found out yet how it works and nobody has the holy grail of how digital journalism works so um, I thought we, we need a place where we can talk about it and of course that is for journalists who are doing their daily job every day um, and when you say we do you mean like all journalists or have you been thinking like me and Henrik that uh, maybe in Europe, we lack some kind of community because, like, there are a lot of communities uh, around digital journalism in the States, for example, in the United Kingdom. Or, or why? I, I mean, I, I just want to like understand where this notion came from. Um, actually, the idea was born when I went to the U.S and did a trip from uh, to San Francisco and Austin and New York to um, talk to people over there how they are handling all these new innovations in journalism. And um, they were so open and uh, told me a lot of things, what they are doing and what struggles they have at the moment. Then I thought, um, we journalists, so the we is really um, journalists who are interested and deeply interested in innovation and in technology. Um, we, we should um, collaborate more and, um, and exchange our best practices and views because um, on this way innovation can go, um, can accelerate and um, be, have, have a broader impact. And um, because of that experience, I, I thought, um, well, not everyone can go over to the US and have uh, the money to do so or their um, ability. And so um, I thought we need a digital place where we can do it. And I um, read about other Slack communities. So I started this Slack community, who's really about uh, geeking out about digital journalism. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so. What about yourself, Lena? Because uh, when um, uh, me and David recorded the teaser episode, we were like um, talking about that we know so little about you. I mean, I joined the community back in June 2016, and I still don't really know what you do. It's like, <laughs> I, I guess that you are yeah, journalist. Um, I was a journalist and then I changed a bit um, what I am doing. I, I really started in journalism, um, in local journalism, and um, worked there um, 
when I studied um, or when I did my studies at the university, um, I worked there at the weekends and wrote my articles in the print newspaper, in the print local newspaper. And um, then I went to journalism school and afterwards there was this, it was, yeah, there was this thing that um, there were opportunities out there to to have something or to, to build something in digital media and online journalism, um, but you couldn't really get into it. And, um, and this time I joined the, um, the institution where I work for now, um, which has this, um, it, it's an institution in Germany who, that regulates the, um, the commercial broadcasting and they wanted to go into the digital space and um, to help their local broadcasters um, to get more innovation. And um, at this institution, I got the chance to build up a media lab, um, the Media Lab Bavaria, which is basically an incubator for journalism startups right now. So um, I started in journalism myself and now i'm trying to enable others to really build startups build innovation in the journalism and media space and because of that i um, have a lot to do every day with innovation in digital media and that's why um, i started this community as well because i'm i'm so interested in all these topics and what is changing out there and um, what for technology we can use in, um, in journalism that sounds like my dream job, sort of. <laughs> it pretty much is a dream job, yeah. <laughs> I am myself a journalist. I, you know, I was a journalist. I still consider myself a journalist, um, but I'm working with digital development as a product owner, which is basically the same as a project manager. Um, currently working with the CMS of my company. And I guess that David, you have a, a similar background too, because oh yeah, I I, I mean I, I do something very similar, uh, and I work like a product manager for our newsroom here in Slovakia for one of the biggest dailies. I mean, compared to Sweden and Germany, it is a small daily, but still. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm the uh, me online digital media guy for the newsroom if they want to have something done uh, they contact me and I'm running to our developers to make it happen and um, yes so like we and and I also started out as a journalist I, I did data journalism uh, for a couple of uh, months maybe almost two years and uh, then this came up and I was like oh yeah I want to do this just to talk about ourselves a little bit and yeah. <laughs> uh, now I guess back to you yeah one thing I'm wondering about because you said Lena that you started out with a, a printed newspaper and mm -hmm. I know that a lot of us have uh, made the exact same journey starting off as reporters on local printed newspapers and then you know starting to work with with websites online media digital journalism um, what do you say Lena do you think that that um, people who have been through this journey who have worked with printed uh, news media have sort of an 
advantage? I don't know. I think it depends on um, what you want to achieve. I think um, printed newspapers are all these old media stuff or legacy media stuff um, has so many things where you just can't go further. Um, it's like it starts with uh, you have a space for your article and you have to fit your article in and often it makes stories better but um the the other um on the other hand it often makes uh, stories not better because you'd only have this much spa space and not more and you can't use um any other uh, media parts like video or audio um in your in your story because you just have your words and um I think when you want to get to a digital only um, solution or to digital only media, um, I think it maybe is better when you don't know these old times, um, <laughs> because often you you feel a bit yeah restricted yourself um, because you know it from the past time we we did it that way and and we learned it that way and I learned I, I um, quit uh, or. Um, journalism school in uh, 2014 so it's uh, three years from now but um, I also learned um, how to make traditional videos for um, for broadcasters and um, for the for the traditional radio and the traditional print newspaper and I learned all that in journalism school but maybe we have to learn there or to start there with um, all the the spectrum of things you can do right now in journalism like to tell a story from with text and video and audio and just um get the right thing or the right medium for the right story one of the famous like a, a really popular question among journalists if they're like being yeah, interviewed by other journalists is uh, like uh, would you recommend going and studying journalism <laughs> Yeah, I know that question. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's your answer? Um, I heard that question so often. Um, and I asked it myself uh, when I had all my internships at the newspapers. And so many people said, you don't, you just don't study journalism. Um, study something uh more or study a topic and be an expert on one topic and then you can make it in journalism and i think um it's for most people it's the easier way to to study journalism and i myself um had uh, like like language german language studies and um the other was like communications uh, studies so so I was a bit in this direction um, because I couldn't really decide which topic um, go to go on. Um, but I think it's not helping you much. Um, the thing really is um, they are all right when they say be an expert in one topic because um, all the other stuff, and I went to journalism school and I really learned the tool set there, how to write a story, how to write um, a, a commentary on something or how to write um something about theater or music and um i think all of this you can learn 
very fast um, while you're working, but you can't learn or you can't get deep into one topic when um, when just just in just by by research or something. So that's what um, what university is is great for to to really be an expert in one topic you like and then write about it afterwards. Okay, so you're like uh, okay with people still going and studying journalism. Yeah. So uh, the short answer is no. Don't do it. <laughs> that, that, that's great because like a lot like like i would say like 80 or 90 percent of the people who say no don't go study journalism they all study journalism <laughs> no no i am um, actually i studied um german language in my uh in my bachelor and in my master i went over to sociology and sociology was a great topic and i um, dived really deep into it and it just explains you in the society and so I now um, in my very very small part of the day where I'm uh, still writing um, or a part of the week um, where I have time to, to write for, um, for outlets um, I'm pretty much in these society topics so um, I did the one thing and learned that it isn't really helping me and then I did the other thing and I learned that it helps me <laughs> <laughs> oh nice so are, are me and henrik and all the other people like part of a bigger big sociological experiment <laughs> <laughs> you mean the community yes, yes just um, asking no never thought about it <laughs> really? well now you will now you will it's interesting how communities form and how communities work online and um, who takes over responsibility for the community and who doesn't um, it's an interesting part, but um, no, you're not um, object of my studies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> you know, I have to say that before joining the community, I didn't have much knowledge of the media sector in Germany, even though Germany is such, you know, a, a, a big country, an important country within the European Union. Um, of course, I know of, of all of these, you know, the biggest news outlets, but I didn't have, um, you know, as as good knowledge about the German media as the media in the United States and United Kingdom. So how would you describe the current media sector in Germany and how would you describe the digital transformation? Hmm. So in Germany, um, we have a lot of um, legacy media. I don't know if this term is um, somewhat a bit pessimistic or so. Um, I like it. Legacy <laughs> really? media. Yeah, I, like, I, I love it. No, I, I think it just like sounds like magnificent, but like really, it, it's more like we talked about like in the beginning when you like worked for the paper, newspaper, uh, then you have like, um, you struggle to uh, adapt to the online digital age. And I think that's the trouble within all the legacy media, but uh, that's just like yeah. what, what that sounds to me. Um, let's say legacy media. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so a lot of um, publishers who are, are out there for, um, 
60 years since the Second World War or even longer. And um, they, um, the publishers, and on the other hand, um, the broadcasters, who are there for like 30 years or so now. And um, they are going to a kind of transformation at the moment, but um, all of them on another speed level. So um, we have Axel Springer in Germany, which is, I think, well known um, over the world um, because they're doing so much. And um, they really have a digital first newsroom right now, but they aren't the only ones in Germany um, who set it up like this. And all the others um, build up, when we're talking about the publishers, um, they build up a print newsroom and an online newsroom. And um, the two hate each other to different levels Mm. (laughs) regarding (laughs) every outlet. Um, but I don't see any of them who are um, really over this stage and um, who are working together and um, are really set in the digital era. And um, for the broadcasters, it is um, the thing is they're um, still ma- making a lot of money. Television in Germany and apps in, in uh, German television are still making so much money, they don't really see the need for innovation and um, to go into the digital space. And um, that I think that's slowing down things. That's why publishers are um, often are, are at the moment a bit ahead because they are struggling longer than the broadcasters. Um, but but for me, um, I, I love new things and I love innovation. And um, for me, it's, everything is going too slow. So, And it's the exact same situation in Sweden, actually, because um, Aftonbladet, which is the, the largest um, online news outlet in Sweden, they started with the online first, what do you say, approach back in 2011. And they are still the only one, you know, the only news outlet that has actually gone from legacy printed uh, news media organization to an online first organization. And then, of course, we have some outlets who who don't even have a legacy. I mean, they, they started out as, as an online uh, online news outlet. But often what it is too. Sorry to interrupt you, but these online only or um, outlets yeah. are they um, based in in Sweden? So um, started in Sweden, or are they like Buzzfeed came to Sweden? No, uh, we have some that actually started in Sweden. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And uh, then, of course, all of the other news organizations are now transitioning so but but the thing is that it it, it's going very very slow i mean i thought that it it was kind of late to say that we're going to be an online first organization in 2011 and now it's 2017 it's like (laughs) this should already have been done a long time ago i don't know about you david and what's you know what's the situation in in slovakia well it's it's actually really the same where we also it's, it's been now maybe what five years 
everyone's been talking about it digital first actually like i mean uh, i guess you all read and like were impacted by the first innovation report by new york times uh, i think also in the in, in small countries in europe uh for like media publishers it had quite an impact because they at least read s- some of it at least like the executive summary um and uh this the same happened in, in in slovakia and since then people have been like saying oh well they were writing about it in the innovation report we must do it and now they published the second innovation report which is like like we we need years to be there even with like all the thinking they are putting in the journalism i mean i love it it's it's so inspirational but um because uh, i i have been speaking actually about this to a lot of guys from europe and because like europe is a uh, um so many media markets i mean you don't uh, I suppose none of you read uh, any Slovak newspaper, right? I mean, no, I'm sorry to say, but no. <laughs> I mean, we have one that uh, within our publishing house, actually, which publishes also news in English. But I mean, it's basically uh, about Slovakia. And uh, because like US is such a great big uh, media markets they like have also the resources to do all this i mean the uh, main problem i see but uh, i would be like really curious what's what's your take on it uh, i see like the resources i mean publishers cannot invest that much because the uh, markets are like uh, you 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 cannot scale uh, there's just like the border of your country and the language yeah, but is it really about scaling? Because um, we had the newspaper business um, here for 100 years or so. And they always had the borders and the language barrier. And it worked pretty well. So I think you just have to, just have to um, get into the transition to um, being digital and to adjust uh, to the daily life of the people. But I, totally I think um, scaling is, is not, I think scaling for journalism is, is not a thing because um, if it if it has been a thing, then um, we had this problem years ago hmm. also with uh, with paper, newspapers. I totally agree, agree with you on that. And I sure hope that the Digital Journalism Rocks community could <laughs> help, <laughs> like, speeding up the digital transformation so with that being said i think we will have to start wrapping this up now um and i would like to ask the perhaps the last question what will happen with the community what, what's your plan for the future lena um at the moment i'm just trying to figure it out because um I started this thing to bring people together and to help them talking about what they're doing. Um, because the interesting thing is, um, to, to get that one, um, you both said you're the digital experts in your media company. 
And we have so many people who are like, um, okay, I am the digital expert, and but there's no one more than me. And I can talk to me about ideas, but um, there is no other one um, <laughs> who has this deep understanding and who's really a geek in digital journalism. And um, I think that's the need for this community um, behind it, because um, people see other people who are on the similar stage of understanding of um, digital media. And um, I thought about, well, well, the, the obvious next step would be to bring the people together. And actually, I'm going to do this on the South by Southwest Festival. Um, there is going to be a meetup, which is uh, set by now and um, officially announced uh, just this moment. <laughs> um, so we have our very first meetup. Um, but I think uh, there there might be some need for, for a kind of conference or for a kind of exchange. And I'm... I'm still trying to figure out what what makes the most sense for everyone in the community to to get the most out of it. But I would love to um, to that it um, grows and um, that it grows into other directions and um, brings people forward. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we hope like people from the community will listen to this podcast, so um, you can also address them in this way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we, I mean, we, I mean, we intend to bring people from the community on the pad podcast as guests. So, um, and it would be great to have some sort of meetup somewhere in Europe in the future, like Germany, yeah, for example. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been great having you on the podcast, Lena. Yeah, of course. What a uh, pleasure. Yeah, we've had a blast. <laughs> Big thanks to definitely. Yeah. And to anyone who who aren't yet part of the community, you could just go to digitaljournalism.rocks, right? Best URL ever, yes. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And apply for membership. Okay, so let's let's wrap it up with some final um uh, how, how do you say it like uh, yeah definitely go uh, check out our podcast website which is uh, checkyourfacts.eu as in like Europe um, remember to subscribe to us on iTunes SoundCloud you can follow us on all the social media uh, did I forget anything oh yeah definitely I forgot the, the newsletter ah of course you guys listening you should definitely subscribe to the newsletter because that will be like uh, our way of communication uh, if we like we will be putting out like weekly episodes but uh, in the meantime we uh, aim to blog about everything that's happening to us uh, uh, during making this podcast okay so uh, how did we agree like hear you next time yeah I don't know what do people do. <laughs> I've never, you know, I've never done a podcast in English before. It's much easier in Swedish, like, <laughs> like something like <laughs> till next time. Yeah, till next time. Oh. Okay, till yeah. next time then, and thanks, Lena. Yeah, yeah thanks a lot. <laughs> and remember, always check your facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yep.
think you well, thought about it ending in the beginning? Yeah, we should have thought about it ending. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't we do that? Next time, <laughs> uh, yeah. we try to get better and better, but uh, yeah, the, the ending is also uh, quite unique.